there, everybody. This is Dan Trottencheck with the Taking Care of Business podcast. And we are coming to you. I think the old radio parlance used to be we're coming to you live on tape, but that's what we're doing here because we are actually live sitting in for, uh, you know, it, it's kind of unusual today, but it's an actual sunny, somewhat warm day out here at Las Vegas at the National Hardware Show. And uh, uh, w- one of the changes to the show this year is it's been uncharacteristically cold. The first day we got here, it was cold and rainy in Las Vegas, which is probably like three days out of the year. It's that way out here. But today we're sitting out here in the sunshine and I am sitting with Beth Casson from Reed Exhibitions oh, and uh, and the National Hardware Show. And Beth is uh, now we're on day three of the National Hardware Show, and it has been a bit of a different event this year. Um uh, one of the biggest reasons it's been different, it's been co-located with several other large events, the KBiz Kitchen and Bath Industry Show and the uh, IBS International Builder Show and and the uh, Surfaces, Surfaces Show, show. Mandalay Bay and, and the Las Vegas Market. And the Las Vegas Market. Market. And, and I believe somehow Blue Man Group is also, also co-located. Also, of course. With Why not? <laughs> Add them to the mix, Dan. <laughs> I was wondering who those blue guys were that were walking around. Yeah, heard uh, there's a beverage event going on by wow, someone yesterday. Yeah. There's a supply chain of down the road. I think a few I mean. years was it a couple of years ago we were out here there was a big uh, uh, dispensary related oh, yes. event MJ that was going Biz, on yeah, out here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't remember fun. much of the show but I was happy for most of it <laughs> but well hey Beth thanks I, I know you are uh, running pretty ragged out here uh, so I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, sit down and talk to our listeners um, why don't you start uh, telling us a little bit like I said we're on day three here. What have been your perceptions of how the show's gone? It seems really like it's been really busy. So yeah. it, it kind of almost feels like, you know, it, it, we're back. Yeah. Uh, so so tell us a little bit from your perspective how things have gone. Yeah, I would say that that's a good summary of it. It does feel like, okay, we're back. And, you know, with this whole co-dating that we tried out this year, it was really an experiment and somewhat of a... a it's an experiment coming out of COVID, if you will, because our, show, our show's all, as everyone knows, shrunk during that. And coming out, we kind of said to ourselves, like we actually have room to try something like this. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. And before the end of the sales cycle, we ran out of room. Uh, <laughs> right. And uh, Las Vegas ran out of hotel rooms. And uh, and here we are um, having a fantastic event. I think the energy feels really good and people are really excited. Um, feedback from the floor has been really positive. Um, a lot of engaging sessions, some great new content, a lot of great new products. Our internationals are back uh, yeah. across all of the shows. Our internationals are back in a big way. Right. That was a big thing that I noticed Huge. on the floor that was so eerily absent from shows over the past couple of years is you start seeing some of those international vendors certainly back at this show. So oh, that yeah. was kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. And attendance, too. I mean, over 20 yeah. percent of the attendance is from outside of the country. And that was that's like pre-COVID numbers. So that's really exciting for us to see. So it does feel like, yeah, we are we are kicking back. Um, of course, it, it also breeds complications with uh, getting around and finding places to eat and airlines being too full and all of that jazz. Um, yeah, I will say this has probably been one of the busiest times I've been in Vegas in the last five years, even pre-COVID, it just seems like everything is, you know, like stretched. Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, someone told me, and I don't know if there's such a thing, but someone said, oh, Vegas is at capacity. And I don't know 
I don't know what that is, but uh, you know, it's not like they're turning people away at the airport. But uh, not, yeah. but it certainly feels like it's a busier time it, right now. It absolutely does, and and it is. I mean, we are. I will tell you, the the strip was sold out two nights out of the week here. Um, uh, downtown was sold out two nights out of the week here. So it, it definitely it hit a capacity. I'm sure Vegas can handle it. It's yeah, Vegas, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, we'll as far as I'm here, I'm here in the same. Yeah, exactly. I'm hearing the same stuff that you know we're at capacity. So I think there's pros and cons to that. The 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 pros are it's a great vibe, a great energy. The cons to that are, you know, do people have enough time to spend where they need to spend it? Or are they stretched too thin thinking, okay, I really need to get to these other appointments and I've got to keep moving. And so, you know, those are all things that we we considered even coming into the show. Um, and so it's good to actually get feedback while we're here. And that's what we've been doing. Um, and uh, and now we're excited to talk about 2024 and, yeah. and that being different, actually, again. But <laughs> well, before we move on to that, I want, I want to ask you a couple of things. You know, you mentioned it. And it's kind of funny because you're kind of like the Goldilocks here. It's like, you know, you have people that are like, oh, well, this is not there's not enough people. Now you have people that, oh, there's too many people. So it has to be just right. But maybe give us some of your impressions on what were some of the things at this event that stood out to you as like, oh, hey, this is kind of I put this in the win column for for attendees and and, and exhibitors. Yeah. You know, I would say um, being able to offer focus content for different attendees is a huge win. You know, I think that the program you guys did, I thought it was awesome to see all of these people yeah. coming out to learn how to merchandise and shop a show and actually get that tactical real life experience. So I love those kinds of programs. And I think that's going to be something we totally double down on for the future and looking at our audiences and figuring out what else can we do that will be really great content. So I would say that's a huge win. Um, we do something like that for inventors as well with the UIA and our whole new next area. Um, and it's the same kind of concept. It's very tailored to them. There's pitch panels and things like that, but it's it's really great content there. So I think you can expect to see a lot more there. And I think those were really well received from our attendee audience. Um, from the exhibiting base, they really liked the new product area this year okay. in terms of the um, them getting more exposure in those places and the awards. You know, yeah. the, the awards for them. And I was watching last night, like it was full of the vendors because they're just so excited to see like, oh my goodness, did I win? Did I win? Uh, and, and getting this trophy <laughs> is super meaningful and getting the call outs and the shout outs are super meaningful. So I would say the awards you guys put together for us are fantastic. And the awards NHS is now kind of bringing back into right. the mix are exciting. So those would be kind of the wins I would say for exhibitors high level and attendees high level. Well, well, now that you say you say that, I think it is interesting that I think some people, um, when it comes to events like the National Hardware Show, kind of have a narrow scope of reference, and they should, I guess. But if you're a retailer, you're coming here and you're thinking, well, the show is about me and about me wanting to find products and bring those products into my operation. If you're coming as a manufacturer exhibitor, it's a little bit different. You know, you have uh, um, have that kind of perspective, but the show is really a for a lot of audiences, like for instance, I mean, I know you guys did a lot more kind of over the last couple of years, but specifically, I noticed more of it this year around the influencers. And, and that's a, yet another audience yes. and they come here and they're not necessarily buying products, but they're, they're recommending to their followers, you know, what yeah. products that, that, that they find they're exciting. And so you guys had programming around that. And yes. it really, I, I would echo what you said. It seemed like calling them parallel paths or something like that, that you guys have begun to develop more about, okay, if you're a retailer, you're coming here and you want to achieve these things, there's this path you take. If you're someone like an influencer, if you're a, a, just an industry watcher or whatever it is, there's different kind of paths you can take. 
That's that's why I think one of the most challenging things about trade shows when you have this diverse of an audience, it's really mapping out the journey, being really clear about the value of coming to an event and why you should be coming. So, you know, why an independent store owner should come to the hardware show. You know, that's a totally different journey than why an influencer, like you said, will come to right. a hardware show. And then you've got the wholesale channel, the manufacturer oh, rep yeah. channel, you've got the big box, so you've got all of this. And hardware is very, I guess it's a blessing and a curse in that way that we have this very dynamic audience. Um, but I think it's kind of exciting because people are coming to expect more from trade shows. And product discovery has always been the core and, and it will remain the core. So those, those things will stay. But as we move into the future, you know, coming for learning, coming for education, coming for content, that's another big piece of what we need to start looking at. And I think that's happening across all trade shows, not just the National Hardware Show. And I think it's, it's going to be exciting to see how that all shapes up. Well, I'll take a minute to do a shameless plug for our program, but also in the context of, of how it we think it was, you know, kind of took some brainstorming to come up with, but such a good fit at the show is we, we launched a new program. Uh, we launched it late last year, but this was the inaugural kind of actual uh, implementation of it called our Foundations of Merchandising Management. And the idea behind this course was we had a lot of retailers reaching out to us saying, hey, how do we get people to be better merchants, not just, and those aren't the basic customer service retail skills or, or product knowledge retail skills, but really understanding what it is to be a merchant. And so we worked together uh, with a gentleman by the name of Tony Korsberg, who used to be a professional merchant for a, a, a large operation called Friedman's, which a lot of people know out there in the industry. And, and he developed a lot of the content. We turned it into a course. But then we worked with you guys and said, what better place to talk about things like vendor relationships and building uh, category, uh, building category management strategies and planograms. And we had an element, we were able to do an element out here live about how do you work a show and how do you engage with vendors? What questions do you ask and so on? And all of that came together in this atmosphere. And for us, it was a huge success. We literally sold out of the first class and, um, and we got a lot of really good feedback from those uh, individuals who attended the class and the sponsors of those individuals about the ability to have it together with the show and kind of what that element that brings. So I think that was kind of an evolution of what NHPA yeah. is doing out at the show, echoing kind of how the show continues yeah. to evolve. So Speaking of evolving, <laughs> you you teased this earlier. You set the you put the ball on the tee. Um, that uh, next year we're going to be looking at a little bit different evolution of National Hardware Show. Why don't you? We're doing it on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we all get tickets? Yeah, I think it's I mean, easy. No, <laughs> it's easier than Vegas. Yeah, it? <laughs> it seems this time around. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. It's uh, it is going to be different. We are actually going to be pushing back into the late March, early April timeframe. And there's a few reasons for that. And the, the decision was actually made two weeks prior to coming on site to this show. <laughs> yes. uh, so very quick turnaround for us. But, you know, one thing I mentioned, um, the date change, it was hard for our customers, all of our community to really get on board with that date change. And we knew it was going to be a struggle. And, and many of them said, oh, we trust you guys. We'll, we'll do the show with you. It was really not the right timing for us. Um, and same for the, the people shopping those products. It's not necessarily the right time for that lawn and garden category. Um, and as, as big as this was and as great as it is to have all these wonderful fun numbers, you know, you want to make sure the right people are here and that you can include your entire community. And so that was the main reason that this March, April date came up because for years now we've also gotten feedback that May is just too late. Um, so that's number one. Uh, and then the other piece of it is we actually, 
we all rebounded from this yeah. you know, in 2023 a little bigger and faster than I think we thought we were going to. Um, and we actually don't have any room. None of us have any room. Well, that was very <laughs> obvious here is that it's kind of bursting at the seams. And, and as I walk the show and now you're butted up against IBS and KBiz and all those other things. And and it was like, unless you're going to go vertical and start building different levels to the convention center, it yeah. was pretty much maxed out. Yeah, we're maxed out at this point and to the point where we couldn't accommodate customers that did want to be here with us. And so, you know, I think uh, stretching back into that time frame, it'll help that lawn and garden community come back. Uh, as we mentioned, the yeah. weather will be a lot nicer oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, back into warmth, which will be amazing. Um, and it gives us the opportunity to really grow and look at new categories where, you know, we, we launched our retail solutions area this year. Uh, we plan on growing that substantially for the future with services and solutions. Um, as I mentioned, internationals are wanting to come back. Didn't have enough room for those that did want to come back. So how we match that and, and do some cool things in that sourcing area to bring that to life a little bit more will be great. And then we're looking at ancillary categories that are important to hardware stores. You know, what, what will they be? It's, you know, well, one thing I did here and I want to put on record now is the floor will be categorized again. Mm, okay. <laughs> because, well, you uh, brought it up. I didn't. Hey, hey, I, I believe <laughs> but, in the categorization. So that will be yes. coming back. Yes. Um, but it also gives us an opportunity to, you know, bring in gifts, hobby, um, you know, sporting goods. So we're really looking at these different categories that can add value to retail stores. Right. Um, and we just don't have the opportunity to do that here. Um, so March will give us that space. We'll actually be back in the West Hall, which the newest sure, hall, the yeah, newest right, hall, yeah. which I'm sure you can confirm is a bit nicer than the South Hall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the Las Vegas Convention Center is just lovely. Yes. However, uh, I would say that the West Hall is kind of the premier yes. hall. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to be up in that spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so it's it's exciting for us. I mean, uh, again, I think. No, you know, coming out of this, no one really knew what to expect, right? It's been a couple of rough goes of different timing and this and that. And um, I think we're re ready to re resettle and, and get into the spot that is right for the show finally in terms of timing. So. Well, you were getting on a pace about a show every six months. Oh, you man. think that's too that's yeah. too much of a pain? I think I just can't handle it. I don't, it's not just me. The industry doesn't need it. You know, we know that. And so we really want to, you know, we exist to serve the industry. And so I think this time frame has really been thought after for a while we could never actually get in prior to this yeah. and now here we are and i just you know i just agreed to dates through 2028 so. oh fantastic yes. <laughs> well and i think while sometimes change can be difficult or hard to kind of understand where things are going while you're going through the process i appreciate that you guys continue to say hey we have to listen to attendees we have to listen to exhibitors and it might be painful over the short term until we get that right. But it sounds like it has been an evolution yeah. and not just change for no. change sake. And yeah. I mean, you know, coming out of the last two years, there was a lot of change that was wasted upon us yes. that we had to all deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to start feeling settled again. And I am very personally happy that I will have more than a year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more than a yeah. year to, to, to actually deliver something really exciting. <laughs> uh, and, and we're, we're looking at like fun experiences, you know, really transforming things. And you know, trade shows are, are good for those of us that have been in trade shows for a long time. But as we look at succession and look at the next gen coming in, no, not everyone likes to come to a trade show and walk a floor. You know, right. you got to make these experiences and you have to start creating something unique and exciting that you're not going to get anywhere else. And, and we're we're an organizer. That's what we do. We produce events, and so I'm I'm very much looking forward to being able to actually have time 
a full-on produce an event. So, Well, my understanding of the lifestyle of a trade show executive is you work about a month around the show and then you take that 11 months really? off and yeah. then you're in Cabo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It's a vacation most of the year. Again, I know, I, I know that you've got a dozen things you have to be doing, but where would you know, if someone's interested about what you guys are doing next year and how to kind of connect or reconnect with the hardware show and the experience and, and what you have going on, where would you point someone to or how can they get that information? Yeah, I mean, right now we um, are flipping the website as we speak. So okay. all of the 2024 information will be up live on the National Hardware Show website, nationalhardwareshow.com. Um, I, we also issue Punchless. So Punchless right. is our newsletter that we have going out. So we'll be talking about that there. Uh, and we'd like to work closer with our partners in terms of getting that message out as well. So, uh, and I'm also happy to receive emails and conversations and have <laughs> one-offs anytime because I think that just adds to the value and adds to what we continue to build. So, well, fantastic. It, it was, uh, you know, I've been coming to hardware shows for a long time and this one had a really good feel to it. And, uh, and, and I think that you did sense a different energy out there this time. And, and and let's let's uh, keep evolving and 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 keep that kind of energy going. Um, one thing I will say is, uh, you know, we do our product awards, and and uh, we've probably, I think uh, I'll be accurate. Fifty six or fifty seven years. We've fifty seven years this year. We've been doing our Retailers Choice Awards in conjunction with the National Hardware Show. And what what blows me away every year is we get a big group of retailers here. Um, all sizes and shapes from all over the North America and ask them to walk the show. And, and they, we just ask them find products that you think I want to bring into my store and sell. And every year, you know, I think I, I've been to these things so many times. I've not missed one in my career. And every time I'm just blown away by the new products they're bringing in. And they are too. Yeah. They, they come in and they're like, I didn't know this thing existed. And someone will bring, I mean, like, one of the products that won this year was uh, it was a uh, outdoor patio heater style thing, <laughs> but instead of propane, it uses wood pellets, and then it's got all these. Except you could plug a damn pizza oven into it's this so thing cool. and, yeah. and have it be a pizza oven and patio <laughs> heater, and everybody it won multiple awards, yes, not just did. our award. Um, but but that's a great example of you know when you kind of break out of your comfort zone and say. I'm going to come to someplace like the National Hardware Show. I am telling you people, our listeners, that when we bring groups of retailers together here and say, go look for new and exciting products, they're always coming up with stuff. And they're saying, I didn't know this existed. This is so cool. <laughs> and so if you're looking for, if you're asking yourself that existential question of, should I go or shouldn't I go? I mean, even if you can come here and come to our retailer's choice and say, Say, hey, here's 30 to 50 products. I didn't know that were out there that a panel of other retailers said, I want to bring this into my store and sell. Isn't that worth a trip? Uh, I, I yeah. mean, it, you know, so anyway, not to mention all the fun and the Blue Man Group thing. Yeah. And all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Air Force One flybys. Oh it was goodness. it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's been a spectacular uh, viewing here, I would say, this week. Yes. <laughs> Lots of people watching, too, if you oh, haven't wow. had a chance. That, that is stuff. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that is Vegas. So, Beth, thank, thanks so much for sitting down with us. And, and again, we're 
we're proud to support the industry's show. And, and we really think as, as the industry's association for independent retailers, that having a show that's strong and energetic and willing to evolve and change is such an important thing to have a valuable asset for the industry that that we, we, we want to continue our relationship in, in finding ways. And you guys are always very responsive to listening to what our members need to make the show valuable. So we thank you. Thank you guys for being such great partners. You know, we couldn't do it without you. We don't do this alone. We don't come up with it on our own. And like I said, you know, your guidance and your input has been fantastic as we keep crafting the future. So uh, you, you really do speak for your audience and for your and for your members. So thank you for giving all the insights and really being there with us. Uh, can't wait to do it again. We're, we're two pretty terrific people. We are. I mean, I have to say, it's kind of lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Beth. Thanks Good so seeing much, you. Dan.